We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my sweetheart, my darling, my soul sibling. I sure am happy to be energetically connecting with you here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. So today I want to talk to you about one of the most important relationships you can ever focus on and cultivate, and it is the relationship you have with yourself. This is the foundation for everything in your life, all of your relationships, your prosperity, your health, everything is first built on that relationship that you have with you. So here's a couple quotes that I really, really love. One, uh, the first one from Oscar Wilde, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. And then Buddha said, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe deserves your own love and affection. And when we do love ourselves, when we have our own love and affection, our lives are a reflection of this. The world will always respond to how you feel about yourself. If you hate yourself, life and others will reflect back to you the fact that you're hated. If you love yourself, then the world and others will reflect this love back to you. I personally believe coming into a loving relationship with ourselves is one of the most important journeys we can make and the most powerful lesson we can learn as spiritual beings having this human experience. In fact, I believe it's the primary purpose of our lives. So, of course, all of us want to manifest wonderful relationships. We all want to manifest you know, a great primary relationship, a romantic relationship. Who doesn't want to live happily ever after? However, in order to attract that on authentically sacred relationship, we must first be able to relax into the place and space of love within. Of course, we can attract relationships and manifest relationships without loving ourselves. But ultimately, they won't remain joyous for very long. And depending on how much we dislike ourselves, they can become excruciating and hell on earth. And boy, do I have some experience with that. Relationships can indicate how far off track we've gotten and how much we don't care for ourselves. Any relationship that's not based on the solid foundation of two people who love themselves is inevitably going to become a painful one a confusing one, and, and maybe even a codependent one. So if you're not in a loving relationship with you, you will attract and be attracted to another person who's not in a loving relationship with themselves. That's what we do. We, um, we attract people of like vibration. We're attracted to people of uh, uh, similar um, subconscious woundings and deep beliefs. So if we haven't done some work to come into a respectful, loving relationship with ourselves, we're going to find somebody else with that same vibe. Because if one person does and one person doesn't, there won't be that uh, chemistry or attraction for long, not in a mutual way, perhaps one-sided, but not in a mutual way. 
So um, if we do find somebody that's in a similar vibe with us and neither of us are really in a truly self-respecting, self-loving relationship, it's like building a house on sand or building a house on a fractured foundation. It can look good for a while, but eventually things are going to start to crack and shift and eventually they're going to start tumbling down. So as I mentioned, I really believe learning to love ourselves, coming into alignment with our soul self and um, coming into a faith-based reality with the universe is one of the primary purposes of our life. And this is the essence of the spiritual path. It's learning about love. All of our spiritual masters, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Amma, Paramahansa, Yogananda, they're all messengers of love. Loving ourselves and being of service is easy and it's natural. It is the byproduct of a connection with our spirit, with our soul, with God. When we're in loving relationship with ourselves, we share from a place of joy, abundance, and overflow. But until then, we struggle. Until then, we suffer. And again, I really came to the place of understanding I needed to work more on my relationship with me and my spiritual path as I got to the place of complete anguish in a relationship. And you know, when we incarnate as babies, we do come from love. We are loving beings. Love occurs spontaneously and naturally and joyfully. It's the essence of who we are. Love is the essence and animating force of who you are. But as life unfolds, we experience confusion or heartbreak or hurt or disappointment and disillusionment. And it can make, make us doubt ourselves. It can make us question ourselves. It can make us feel that we aren't worthy of love. The naturally loving connection we have with ourselves begins to deteriorate, deteriorate or it starts to be chipped away at. Um, in shaman terms, what happens is every time we experience a drama or a trauma or a hurt, it's like a part of ourself splinters off. And that happens again in another part of ourself splinters off. And it's the rare adult, I think, that gets to adulthood who's whole. We've been chipped away at. We've been fractured. We've uh, lost aspects of ourselves along our journey. So what we need to do is to call up all parts of ourselves home. We need to bring love and compassion to those memories and those places inside that hurt so that we can start to become more integrated. So we can start to um, do the healing work that we need to become more whole and to get back onto that solid ground of peace and self-love, self-respect and comfort within. But I think so often we look to others outside of ourselves to distract us from our own hurt and our own pain. So relationships can be almost, uh, and this was true for me, an addiction. It's like 
I thought on some level, if I find this really great person, if I can find the one, I'll finally feel comfortable inside myself. I'll finally feel that sense of peace and joy and happily ever after. But again, our relationships are simply a reflection of our relationship with ourself. So again, if we're not happy and whole, um, another person can distract us from that for a while and make us actually feel like we are, but it's not authentic. It's not solid. The only way that can happen and a true happily ever after can happen is really being in that loving relationship with you. And then the relationship with another person can just add to that, not be the purpose for it, but add to that. So when I speak of self-love, I like to think of the S in self to be a capital S, to represent the fact that every one of us is a soul, a spiritual being having a human experience and an aspect of spirit. We're not just our small ego selves. We're not just our hurts and heartbreaks. We're not just um, the thoughts of our mind. We're not um, our judgments or our fear. Each of us, every single one of us, you are extraordinary and unique and beautiful. You are a facet and face of the divine. But it can be a challenge to remember this or to know this, to deeply believe this. I know for me, it wasn't natural. It did take a lot of um, intention and inner work and diligence. And as I have, I do feel like I've gotten to the place of really believing this and understanding this and living more from this posture more consistently in my life. And as I have and as I do, my relationships and um, every aspect of my life is reflected back to me in a more improved, beautiful, and kind of miraculously transformed way, a seemingly miraculously transformed way. Um, and I think this this journey is available to every single one of us. I think this journey is actually, again, why we're here to remember the truth of who we are from this side of the veil on this planet of duality, free will, and choice. And I've talked about this a lot before. Free will and choice. The choice, basically, when you boil it all down, the choice is, are you going to do this life on your own? Are you going to create your reality from that place of separation and ego? In other words, hurt and um, disconnection. Or are you going to choose to turn your face towards love? Are you going to choose to turn your face towards the divine? Are you going to come to that place of loving yourself completely and unconditionally? It's not most people's first choice. Certainly wasn't mine. And it became my intention as my life became completely unworkable. And I've spoken of this a lot in my Facebook lives and on, on my radio show here. Uh, in Zen teachings, we're told pain is the universal great awakener. Often it's when we're brought to our knees and we don't seem to have any other options or distractions available to us that we choose to open our mind and heart to another way of being, the spiritual path and maybe um, possibly learning to love ourselves. So I know for me and for a lot of people that I talk to, they think, well, you know, I've kind of been taught to put others first. You know, to be humble and and uh, to make others a priority, which can sound noble. But again, if you're not on that solid ground of self-love, um, what you're giving from 
within you isn't the best of you. It's not giving from abundance and overflow. It's giving from a place of deficit and self-doubt. So you're not giving the best of you to the people that you love or life or others. So um, in truth, again, self-love, if it's coming from that capital S place, it is um, peaceful and patient. It's quiet. There's a humility. There's um, a gentleness and a kindness. Self-love is treating yourself with respect. The same type of appreciation that you would extend to a cherished friend. There's the qualities of pride and kindness, affection, compassion, amusement, and even humor. You know, when we trip and fall or when we make mistakes, we don't judge ourselves. We can be amused and actually have compassion for ourselves. It's like even if we make a mistake, we understand that's part and parcel of this particular reality. It can be clumsy. It can be awkward. But rather than being ashamed, we can be amused. And rather than feeling stupid and judging ourselves, we can feel amused um, and entertained by our, our flaws. And we accept ourselves, warts and all. It's choosing, I think self-love is really choosing to believe in our worthiness and our value and our ability to be loved despite any and all evidence to the contrary. So self-love is really an, ex an inclusive experience. We don't abandon ourselves. We don't judge ourselves. We don't um, consider aspects of ourselves to be wrong or evil or bad. And when we're in that place of self-acceptance, we really um, are inclined to show up as a more loving presence and force in the world. We really, um, when we don't judge ourselves, we don't tend to judge others. When I see people that are really judgmental, I know it's because on some level they haven't done their deep healing work. Because when we love ourselves, when we're comfortable in our skin, when we accept ourselves, we accept others. We may not like their behavior, but we aren't uh, coming from that place and space of harsh judgment. So when we love ourselves, there's a sense of compassion and respect. And so therefore, we naturally and innately have compassion and respect for other people. Life starts to flow. Relationships start to feel more peaceful and graceful and easy. Intimacy becomes more readily available, not just with um, the people that are closest to us, but also in our just everyday encounters. Uh, the clerk or the telemarketer or the waiter, even the homeless man or the homeless person, you're not in that place of harsh judgment. You're in a place of compassion and acceptance. And you have the awareness that they're on their spiritual path as I'm on my spiritual path. And that acceptance that our animating force is one of, of love and connection. You know, again, this is a planet of duality, good, bad, right, wrong, black, white. I talk about this all the time, but above this reality of duality is the reality of love. The reality of unity, that place, heaven, if you will, is a place of peace and joy 
bliss, acceptance, compassion, and great love. And my intention is to pierce that veil and bring those qualities to this earth. And the way we do that is, again, by um, aligning ourselves and getting into that posture and um, position of love to become um, more aligned and congruent with that animating force. And then it can flow through us and into our relationships, through us and into our lives. We become a vortex, a healing um, presence on this planet. And I really, really believe the most important thing we can do is to line up with love, to receive it and to share it in the world. We become a light. We're not fighting the darkness any longer. We're just living light. We're living love. And as we do, our lives become a reflection of that and we attract other people of like mind. So if you truly love yourself, your actions and your words, your thoughts and your deeds, don't exclude anyone else's well-beings. Any else's well-being. Your interest is truly about the highest good for all concerned. You're not coming from that place of grabbiness and fear and deficit. You're coming from that place of, again, abundance and overflow, faith and grace. And as we become comfortable, as we become this vortex of love, we are able to, again, live from that place of acceptance compassion, and peace. We become essentially miracle workers. When you love yourself, you're better equipped to love others in right proportions and right ways. When we love ourselves, we see things. We see life. We see others from a much clearer and higher perspective. As we raise in our vibration, we see things with much greater um, accuracy so it's sort of like being in a condominium. You know, things look different on the first floor versus the basement versus the fifth floor versus the, you know, uh, penthouse. As we go higher in our ability to live from love and self-love, we see things more clearly. We're also much more in touch with our feelings and our needs and our desires. And we also know that we are truly capable of fulfilling them on our own. It's such a relief in our relationships when we no longer feel we have to have that other person to complete us or help us to be successful. Relationships are no longer based on the sense of need or lack or fear. They're based more on a sense of joy and desire. Again, abundance and overflow, sharing and celebration. They're more balanced. They're positive. They're empowered and uplifting. There's a clear sense of boundaries. Discernment is more natural. And life, when we live from this place, is an incredible relief. It's a relief and there's peace. And again, there's celebration. Um, there's a sense of joy and thriving. There's a sense of, um, again, overflow. There's so much less stress when we love ourselves. We know our needs will be met, not because somebody else is going to um, 
do it for us, but because we can do it for ourselves and we can allow the universe to um, guide, direct, share with us, support us, gift us, and um, give us what we need. Give us what we deserve. Give us what we desire. And we trust that relationship. So you may be coming aware as we're having this conversation together that you could possibly go deeper or higher in your self-love journey. You know, often I'll ask people, what is your self-love number on a scale of one to 10? When I first asked myself this, it was a number like two, maybe a two and a half. And I wondered why my life wasn't working very well. When I had the awareness, well, perhaps it's because I don't love myself and life is a reflection of that. I set the intention to learn to come into a more loving relationship with me. So the journey to self-love really is, first of all, about becoming aware. Becoming aware that, well, my self-love number isn't high and I'd like it to get higher. Then you set that intention. I think intention setting is one of the most powerful, important things we can do if we want to heal. By setting your intentions, it's sort of like you set universal energy into motion. It's like uh, putting the destination in your maps um, app on your phone or um, if you have like Google Maps or uh, any kind of maps destination, you put it in there and then you just allow life to guide you and show you and reveal the path to you about how to get to this place. I really think when we say to God, I want to learn to love myself, I want to come into a more loving relationship with you in life, that is one of the most powerful prayers that we can utter. And it is heard by angels, spirits, source, uh, and life, teachers, either in angelic form or human form, can start to show up. When the student's ready, the teacher appears. And when the student is really willing to open their mind and hearts to the invitation of the journey of self-love, it is certainly and undoubtedly heard, and you will be guided on your journey. This was so true for me. I was so afraid when my um, fiance kicked me to the curb. I didn't want to live anymore, but I did open my mind and heart to the possibility of a different type of life and a different type of relationship with me. And as I did, the right people, the right teachers, the right opportunities showed up right on time. So the third step that we need to make on our journey to self-love is that commitment, that commitment to ourselves to sincerely commit to spirit and ourself to say, you know what, I'm willing to be courageous and diligent as I start to learn to love myself more deeply and more authentically. And then the last part, the fourth step is the action step. To say to ourselves, okay, I'm willing to open my mind and heart and life to a more loving relationship with me. What might those action steps look like? How can you be more kind to yourself? How can you be more consistently accepting of yourself rather than judging yourself? I think creating an affirmation about um, learning to love yourself more consistently, accepting yourself as a splinter of spirit, as an aspect of the divine, um, and working on this diligently every day, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, creating those affirmations and relaxing into that space of self-love within. 
years ago when my life didn't work, I would say, God, why me? Why me? Why me? Why does my life not work? Why is my life so horrible, awful and dreadful and terrible? And these days, as I've worked consistently and diligently on my self-love, my number has gone from a two to a nine. My life has reflected back in a way that is incredible. It's miraculous. It's been a transformation of epic proportions. And my my question to God recently, why me, why me, why me, has been because why is my life so wonderful, magical, incredible, and amazing? It's because I've been diligent. I've been consistent. I've been courageous. I've taken the action steps. I've set the intention. I've created the affirmation to learn to love myself more. And as my self-love number has increased and up-leveled, every aspect of my life has as well. And I know this can be and will be is destined to be true for you. So consider what is your self-love number? And then set that intention for it to go higher. What does that feel like? What are some action steps that you can take to move you in that direction? How can you come into that more settled, peaceful, accepting place inside of you? And as you do, I promise you, the mirror and reflection that is your life will continue to shift and transform, up-level and improve as you become a more empowered, loving, peaceful comfortable vortex of love in the world. So the benefits and bonuses of choosing to make this relationship your priority are immense and countless. Not only will you feel better, not only will you look better, you become a vortex of love and healing in the world. As you heal, you do not heal alone. It is not selfish to love yourself. In fact, it's one of the most selfless things that you can choose to do. And so just know in this moment, I'm acknowledging you as a beautiful, unique, exquisite, amazing, empowered aspect of the divine. And as you settle more into this knowingness, if you can receive this and believe this, your life will work. So I'm just sending you blessings of miracles, of grace, of ease, of magic, of peace, of joy, of bliss, all those qualities above this reality of duality that is the truest truth of who you are. I hope you can start to open your mind and heart deeper and wider to receive and believe and accept this because you deserve it. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. And I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. Be in touch with me, Tammy B, PhD, with your thoughts questions, ideas, and just know I'm holding you in my heart and in my prayers. God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. <laughs>